Welcome to ConX, a global leadership platform for construction executives. This podcast is delivered weekly with construction executives. I'm interviewing uh, Josh Branscombe today from Branscombe Construction, and uh, he's going to kind of give us some, you know, some background on himself and kind of the company and a little bit. So, Josh, how are you doing this morning? Good, Scott, man. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, actually it's the first podcast I've ever been on. So uh, I just appreciate the opportunity uh, to join you today and to be able to tell you a little bit about our company and, um, and kind of what we do at Branscombe Construction. So let, before we jump into about Branscombe uh, Construction, t- tell us a little bit about, you know, you and, you know, kind of your background. I know a little bit about your background, but I don't think our audience doesn't. So kind of tell us your story. Okay. Well, um, once again, I'm Josh Branson. I'm a Branscombe Construction Company. I'm the executive vice president. But, um, you know, I started our company as a family-owned company. Uh, my grandpa actually started the company. Um, so that that that's played a, that played a huge role in in uh, my interest in the construction industry, and um, I I guess to tell my background I have to actually tell a little bit about the company's background as well because they kind of go kind of go hand in hand if that's all right with you. That's fine. Um, yeah. So uh, my grandpa uh, Paul Branscombe and my father Steve Branscombe uh, Branscombe Construction started in 1977 that's when we were officially incorporated so we're coming up on 43 years um but uh, but prior to that time uh, my grandfather he was he was a he was a heavy equipment operator he was kind of one of these guys that um he just had a knack for operating equipment and didn't really matter what type it was uh, he was going to figure out you know how to operate it kind of one of those so um and then my dad also he he was uh he was always into construction as well, but, but they, um, you know, they started out with just operating heavy equipment and doing, doing, uh, you know, just small jobs here and there and also farming. And, um, and, uh, they also, they got into moving houses. That was one of the things that they were, uh, that they did. And then from there, they went on to doing uh, metal buildings, uh, kind of the metal buildings that, you know, the pre-engineered metal buildings, and then um, they decided in 1977 to incorporate. And so from there, um, you know, they started off uh, continuing the kind of the pre-engineered metal buildings and, you know, small commercial work. And then uh, my grandfather, unfortunately, passed away in uh, 1983. And so my dad was, uh, I think he's probably 28 years old and um, had a construction company now to run. And so really that's, that's kind of where the company started. And, uh, and really throughout my whole life, uh, anytime I was around heavy equipment, you know, even as a kid getting, going out to job sites and getting to watch heavy equipment operate, you know, that was always exciting to me. And then through high school and, and even into college, um, I always worked on construction sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really, I've grown up around construction my whole life. Um, but you know, coming out of high school, uh, I actually wasn't going into college. I wasn't going to go into construction. I was actually going to go into medicine. And um, you know, I was fortunate. I played uh, college football for Georgetown College. So, um, about my sophomore year, uh, I decided that 
I was not going to go into medicine anymore and um, was going to go into construction, go into the family business. And really, really what did that was, was uh, what kind of made that decision was, you know, every summer I would work on job sites and even in college. And, you know, for me, that was, that was also a good way too to, to stay acclimated to the, to the weather, you know, the heat, because I was playing football at that, you know, training for football at that time in the off season as well. So it was actually pretty good training, you know, having a hard hat on all day out in the, the hot sun. And that way when uh, fall came around and we started, you know, three a days, you're, you're in pretty good shape and already used to the heat. And, you know, it was just, it was, you were already used to all that, but, but we, um, you know, working on those job sites, uh, it always kind of, it always kind of pulled me back in, you know, to the industry. Like I always just loved being out there and working in construction. And so, you know, my saw after my sophomore year, I, I came back to school and changed my major and, and, uh, uh, went, went to, went on to become an organizational communication major at Georgetown, which that's, that's just a pretty much it's consulting is what it is. And, um, so I graduated from Georgetown and then after that I went over to EKU and, uh, went through the construction management program and, and, um, uh, you know, the rest is history. Graduated from there and, uh, came back home and started working in the business. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how, that's how I, I've always been around it. Uh, got away from it from a few years, but, you know, like I said, it always pulled me back in. It's just something, something that I love to do. It's funny how like um it, well first off congratulations on your guys' company being third generation most companies don't last that long you know um some somebody yeah. somebody loses interest or they sell off or something happens so that's a that's a significant accomplishment uh secondly that's uh that that is a great story cuz very few times do you hear you know people kind of coming for the trades and eventually working themselves into a business and uh um it, as far as Branscom as a company could you describe it today what it looks like yeah so so we're um we're general contractors uh construction managers and design build um and we're we do uh vertical construction we you know we focus on commercial work uh industrial um schools we do a lot of school work and that's probably our one of our biggest markets um, and and we've always been pretty diverse in the sense that you know if you if you want to build a church we can show you you know 10 15 church projects if you want to build a bank we can show you 10 15 bank projects uh, so it's kind of um, and you know sometimes we we kind of wonder all right do we need to do we need to become more focused on one specific industry or you know sector and and really focus on that and push that or do we stay you know diverse and uh, you know that's that's something that that we've always kind of juggled back and forth on on whether to really focus in on uh, a specific market segment but you know what we found uh, is that sometimes you know there might be a lot of school work going on sometimes there may not be well in the times that there's not uh, there might be more private work going on and more industrial work. And so we've always kept a pretty, you know, diversified um, portfolio of projects. And, and uh, if you look at the projects we've got going on now, I mean, they're all pretty, 
pretty uh pretty diverse um so you know that's kind of what where Brandskin is and then we also have a sister company uh called precision and they were formed in 1990 and uh a lot of people have probably seen precision but they didn't know it's, it's a Brandskin company and uh precision is a pre-engineered metal building uh erector and they um they do all the you know the large pre-engineered metal buildings and you know right now they're in six states and they're usually from a square footage standpoint usually one of the um, top 10 in the country so uh that's kind of another company of ours that a lot of, you know a lot of people may may see a precision truck on job sites but that's also a brand company as well so, so how did we kind of how did precision kind of grow out of it did it grow or was it purchased or no it, it actually so that brings us back to um my grandfather and my dad you know when they first started doing you know just kind of the small pre-engineered uh, metal buildings and, you know, just throwing them up here and there. Um, and so they, uh, it kind of, it kind of came from that and we always kept that going. Uh, but what you run into is, is, you know, a competitor may not want to see a Branscombe truck on their job site, putting up their metal building. Uh, and so we kind of made a decision or we, I didn't, my, my father did in 1990 to just start that as a totally different company uh, and with a different name and um, you know they still know it's a Branscombe company mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it's a sub you know it's a, it's just a, a subcontractor so um, so really they've you now precision has you know it's grown organically and uh, they just they've built a good reputation and do a lot of do a lot of uh, pre-engineered metal buildings for, you know, some, some of the folks you've even had on your podcast and, and a lot of the big national firms and, and they, uh, um, they stay pretty spread out. So, you know, that's a, that's another part of the kind of the Branscombe, uh, companies. What's, uh, you know, it's probably good during times like these to be as diverse as you guys are, because there's few companies out there that could do both, public and private work like you guys do uh, or at the scale you guys do. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that, that that's probably a wise strategic decision there because <laughs> you're right. One time you're up and shoot, if you would have gone back six, <laughs> six weeks ago, there's plenty of private construction, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so yeah. but uh, yeah. here we are. Uh, well, we April, April the 2nd. So, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of, of the, COVID-19 and, you know, private work is just at a standstill. And, um, and you know, and, and to get in, going into the schoolwork, you know, that was back in the 80s is when they made, uh, they made the decision to start doing more schoolwork because that's when interest rates were, you know, through the roof. Mm-hmm. And so really school construction and, and uh, public work was the only, only thing really going on because, you know, the private sector used just, you know, interest rates were so high. So not a lot going on. So that was, that was kind of one of those, uh, kind of one of those tipping points of kind of, all right, we're going to go towards, um, another market here. So what do, what do you guys, you know, do you guys have any, uh, five or 10 year plans? I mean, obviously, um, you know, your dad is going to retire sooner or later. Um, I don't know how old your dad is right now, but, um, I think if I'm mistaken, your dad's in his fifties. 
Uh, he's he's actually uh, he was born in uh, he's he's sixty five. So wow, I didn't, he don't look like he's yeah. sixty five. No, and he and he run, he doesn't uh, he doesn't operate like that either. I mean, he <laughs> he operates he operates like he. I mean, you don't listen. You know how it is in our industry. I mean, you can't be in our industry and not be an early riser. So, yeah. um, I mean, we my whole life I've got up early and and same thing with him. I still can't beat him to the office. So, oh, wow. I mean, he's just one, he's just one of those, man. He just, you know, he just, he loves it. And, and, uh, um, and he's, he's gonna, he just keeps on, keeps on going. So, but it's so, all good. I mean, that's, you know, that's so what you want. That's what he loves. What's your, uh, guys's five and 10 year plan? I mean, not necessarily about just leadership, but like, you know, the business in general, are you guys going to branch out to other things, grow your existing yeah, so we're we've got. I mean, we have a five-year plan. We're probably on uh, year six or seven of our, of our five-year plan. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, that's that's going to be. Uh, it's about time for us. We we usually hire a firm to come in and you know do the do the consulting and kind of you know look at everything and operations and look at your branding and all that. But um, you know, I would say probably the thing that that we're going to focus on. Um, you know, there's been times where we've thought about all right, starting our own, you know, concrete division or starting our own masonry division, and and we just, you know, for us, that just that's never really worked out. Um, and and I don't I don't really know why that is, but it's just never really. It's almost like just you know stick to what you know and stick to the things that you're you're good at and focus on that. So, you know, I think we'll we'll continue to to we're always big on strategic growth, um, and that's you know picking the right projects and grow, growing that way. You know, it's we've never been one to really go after every single project. Um, it's it's got to be it's got to be the right fit and um, and just kind of grow that way. And, um, you know, precision has grown, uh, they've grown quite a bit here in the past few years. And, and, um, so we'll continue to, you know, they built, they spent so much time, uh, spent so much time building that reputation and kind of being that subcontractor of choice. And I think we'll continue to, to really push precision and to grow precision and brands like I said, really focus on that strategic growth, picking the right projects and the, the right owners and the right partners to work with. Um, what do you think is the most significant event that has shaped your guys' business model? Um, and I know that's well, tough because with a company like you guys, you yeah. way back and there's probably a whole bunch of events that occurred. You know, and this is, I would say, um, I would say that the 80s when we were talking about, you know, the, the interest rates and really starting to go towards that school construction market, because that has been that is one of the things that we have been known for, that we are known for is our school, uh, school construction. So I would say that has been a pretty big um, that was a pretty big uh, turning point for us. Uh, precision, no doubt. Uh, 1990 was a big um Big, uh, big turning point for us. And then I would say probably the recession, um, in 08. 
um, you know, that really made us, it kind of changed the way we operated mm-hmm. in the sense that it, it made you, it made us stop and really think about, okay, no matter how, no matter how streamlined you run, I think that it, sometimes things like that are good because it makes you stop and really you see a lot of things that you do that probably aren't that efficient. And so it makes you really focus on your efficiency and how can we do this better? And, uh, you know, kind of the constant improvement uh, mindset. Um, And I think that what we're dealing with, you know, right now, I think that's going to change the way we operate. Mm -hmm. And that's a good, I mean, that's a good point right there that, that, I mean, who would have thought even a month ago that we'd be where we are now, you know? So, um, I've got, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, one of my estimators, he's been with us for almost 40 years and he's using zoom meeting on his iPhone. You know, I mean, (laughs) it's just, (laughs) you know, there's just, there's just things like that that, I mean, I really, Scott really do think it might change the way that, I mean, I think face to face is always going to be important, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think it's going to make us look at some of these efficiencies and, hey, you know, maybe there is some things we can do that that uh, change the way we operate and maybe maybe be more efficient. And, and and we've always been slow to change. So you're right, man. This may be the things that that really changes everything. I, I wish it wasn't so painful, you know, but but because yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> this has really been a, a pretty phenomenal event. You know, my. A lot of my younger guys look at me and they say, have you ever seen anything like this? And I, you know, and really e- economically, you can, you could say, well, very similar to 2007 through 2009 in the fact that the bottom dropped out, you know, um, this is yeah. much more sudden and maybe much shorter. I'm crossing my fingers there, you know, so, so. <laughs> me too, brother. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And it, and it's, and you know, it's, you know, Dad and I, we've talked about it and our management team. I mean, this is one of those things where there's not a playbook for it. You know, I mean, you're, we're literally, you're having to, I mean, you're having to, you're having to make your playbook as you go with this. Um, because who would ever thought that, you know, we'd have to operate and not be able to be within six foot of someone. I know. You know? That, that it is and, a, it is a crazy time. I mean, and it kind of, I know it didn't come out of nowhere, but it feels like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things where it, it's almost within a week and it's, you know, I, li- I like to always try to focus on, you know, how we can make things better and, you know, that constant improvement. But, you know, this is one of those things where it's, it's just, it, it, it's take, I mean, it's put the hammer down on you to make you uh, think that way. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, and like I said, I think this could be one of those, one of those times and I, I'm like you, I hope it's not, I hope it's not, uh, it's, I hope it's not a drawn out thing, but I think it is going to make us realize that there are some things that we can take out of this and, and, uh, you know, from a positive standpoint and, and, um, be more efficient. Um, personally, what do you think that skills and ability that you have, um, that have, that have helped the business now and you think are going to help the business before. And I know that's tough because it, a lot of people don't like to talk about, Hey, there's the strengths that they have or whatever, but how do you think, you know, what are you going to be able to bring to the table to help brands come into the next generation? Yeah. I mean, 
you just said it perfect. I mean, I think we we're all better at telling telling our faults than we are at things that mm-hmm. that we're we're good at. Um, you know, I'm I'm in an interesting situation in that I'm getting to work with. Um, I mean, I have the opportunity, and I'm fortunate that I get to work with my dad um, and family. And and when when I first you know, when I first came in and uh, uh, came into the business, you know, we, dad would see something one way and I would see something another way. And, you know, what that's done is that's forced, that's kind of forced us because we had the same end goal in mind, but we might've had different ways of, of getting to that. And um, I think that um, you know, having, being able to, to work with family and work with my dad and, and, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's been, I mean, that's been a blessing for me because, and, and I, I think the, the company as well, because number one, we work well together. Um, we bring two different perspectives a lot of times on how to go about doing something. And, and, you know, we've, we've been fortunate that we've always found a good way to, to, uh, uh, to tackle, you know, problems or challenges. And so, you know, that's, that's been, that's been, uh, that's been really good for me. Um, you know, we, I think growing up in construction has been, has been, uh, has been, is important to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started as a laborer, um, carpenter by trade, <laughs> and then, you know, a lot of the guys that are superintendents now are the guys that I came up under and that I worked under. Um, you know, there's probably half of our half of our workforce that's been with us for over 20 years. Oh, wow. And got some that are, yeah, and, and got some that are, you know, 30 and 40 years. So a lot of those guys have seen me grow up in the industry. And, you know, when sometimes they'll tell stories on me from when I was little. Uh, but you know, I mean, they, they've seen me grow up and they, you know, I, I was fortunate that I got to, I got to understand the industry through, you know, senior guys and, and guys who, who took the time to actually, you know, teach. Um, so I think that that's something that I bring in that I had good training, I had good, I had good, good, uh, mentors growing up, not only, you know, with my, with my dad, but also with, you know, with the people who work, who've worked for our company. Um, and then, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that they're lazy, but I think that, I think that, um, you know, I've always just been told, you know, just work hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you got, you got to work hard. Nobody, nobody owes you anything. Um, you know, when, when I came out of, when I came out of, uh, uh, EKU, uh, I started off in business development. Well, what was that time period? Oh, seven, you know? So here, yeah. here I am fresh out of college. I'm in business development and we're in, you know, the great recession is starting up and, uh, here I'm on, I'm on the road trying to find work. And, uh, you know, that's, there were a lot of, there were a lot of failures there. Um, uh, but it also taught, but I won't say they're failures because it taught me, you know, a lot of good lessons. And, uh, one of them was that you got to work hard, man, you know, and, uh, nobody's going to give you anything. You just, you got to get out there and work. And I think that comes from, uh, just the mindset of, like I said, growing up in the industry, working hard, 
and you know it's hard work and then also you know our family we have a farm and my family's farm forever and, and so i've always grown up on a farm too so i mean you it's just you know work hard and uh, good things will happen if you do that how is uh you know my son works actually both my sons work with me and uh you know it's an it's an interesting dynamic it's a blessing and sometimes it can Mm -hmm. be uh, (laughs) not so much of a blessing (laughs) but but i'm fortunate because i have like uh somebody between me and them so it's it's helpful that i'm they're not working you know directly with me every day but but um i know there's that dynamic of you know good and bad you know uh how's yeah. your dynamic with your dad i mean you know do, do you I, the hard thing i have is not looking at my sons as as young man anymore yeah or you know looking at them as man not yeah. you know my kid and that's a hard thing you know uh to do can you explain like what your kind of relationship with your dad is with with the business and how that translates personally yeah and that's and Scott, that's probably something you'll never get over. You know, I mean, you'll you'll probably always look at. I mean, that's your boys, you know. And uh, you know, th- you know, Dad and I, we we've like I said, I've, I've been blessed. I mean, we've got we've got a great relationship. Um, you know, sometimes him and I struggle with turning it off. Um, you know, we we live like we both live on our farm, and so we're literally uh, a field apart from each other. So. We're, my, we're always back and forth eating at each other's houses and things like that. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to turn it off. And um, because, you know, our my mom and my wife, the last thing they want to hear at family dinner is for us sitting here talking about work. And um, but I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, and, you know, work's work. Um, but then, you know, out. but then there's always the. Uh, there's that family dynamic. And I mean, you know, it's one of those things where he can always come to me and we can talk about, you know, there's things, there's things that, that I think we we're more open to each other about than, you know, what you would be with, with uh, someone else. And yeah. that's just, that's part. And I think there, there should be comfort in that, um, that you can throw around an idea or throw around some things and, and you know, it's there's there's someone that you, that you can talk to comfortably, you know, about those things. You know what I think is is great, and one of the reasons I love having my sons involved in the business. And you know, I he, I don't know how that's going to turn. One of my sons, I know that he's going to probably stick around, but one of them, he, you know, he's only twenty, so he doesn't know at this yeah. point. But uh, yeah, but um, uh, it's it allows you to like your kids to see you in a different way. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I, cause you know, you grow up and I'm sure you're the same way, you know, you see your dad as dad, you know, and, right. you, and when you go to work, you see him in a different light, you know, and what my daughter once said, cause my daughter, one of my daughters actually works with me too. And she said, I didn't, oh, I didn't realize till, uh, we, you went to, until I went to work with you that you actually have a different world you live in. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought that was pretty, that was pretty interesting, you know, but, uh, but well, it's yeah. like, it's like yeah. you and your dad got a good relationship and that's great. I mean, nothing's more. Yeah. I mean, around the office, I, I call him dad. I mean, I, you know, I don't call him Steve or, you know, I mean, it's still, 
I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I mean, it don't matter if we're in staff meetings or, or whatever. I mean, because number one, that's what he is, you know, to me. I mean, he's my dad first. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough that he's also he's also my boss, too. So, um, but, yeah. Well, you, it's, it's, man, I mean, that's awesome for you, too, that, that you're getting that opportunity, whether one of them sticks around or all of them stick around or, you know, whatever, just having that time together is, I mean, you can't, you can't ever get that back from your dad's perspective. I can tell you that, that as, as much as you like it, your dad probably, uh, loves it tenfold to what you do, because I can say, honestly, one of the greatest things that I have is the fact that I get to have a, I get to see my sons every single day, you know, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, and that's a, that's just a great thing. But, uh, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, some of the, uh, some of the strengths, but talk about some of the failures and successes you've had that kind of have shaped, you know, you, uh, as a, you know, as a professional in construction. Yeah, I think, uh, I think coming out, like I was saying earlier, really shaped, I would say really shaped my mindset as far as, um, business goes because like I said when I came when I came out I graduated from ETU in 07 so you know I came came out of college fresh out and you know here we go uh here comes the recession and and you know for me I, I mean honestly it was tough I mean there was a there was a couple I mean there was there was a couple years there where it was just I mean I, I've always been one of those people I'm, I'm upbeat competitive you know and and just that's just how i am and there was a couple years there where it was just i mean it was just hit after hit after hit of Mm -hmm. you know just a loss of a project and man that's just that can become so demoralizing i mean and you it can if you don't watch it it can make you lose motivation Mm -hmm. um and so you know, there were, there were a few, there were a few times there where, I mean, you spend so much time, you know how much time it takes to, to get some jobs. I mean, it's, you spend so much time and effort, uh, on getting a job. And then, you know, you think, all right, you know, you're hearing all the good things and, you know, I think we're the one that's going to get it, but then you don't. And there were so many times there when I first started where, you know, I almost took that personally. And, um, and I learned pretty quick that like, you can't do that. You know, you have to look like, I learned that I had to look at it as, you know, this was a business decision for them. It wasn't a anti-Josh or anti-branch construction type thing. It was just, it was just a business decision, you know? Um, and, and so that, you know, a couple of years there, man, it was, uh, you learn, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. And dad always told me, he always told me this. He said, be grateful that you are getting to experience this. And, uh, I'll never forget that because at the time I was like, you're crazy. Uh, you know, it's like, this is horrible. Like I hate this. Like I'd go home just frustrated. And he just, but he always just kept telling me, you'll look back on this one day and just, you'll be grateful that you did go through this. And, I am looking back on it now and I am grateful for it because with all the failures and I hate saying it was a failure because now you look back on it and it was, I think it was something that really shaped, you know, how I am. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and how our business runs. I mean, it, like we were talking earlier, it makes you run, you know, more streamlined and, and lean and, and uh, efficient. And I think that that really changed my mindset more to uh, to kind of operating in that way. But it but it also taught me those lessons of you know, I mean, you're going to get kicked around and you're going to lose projects. You're not going to get every one of them, and and uh, um, you can't. You got to move on to the next one. You know, you just got to keep moving. And uh, so that was, you know, one. I think that there were numerous, and I'd say failures uh, at that time, but that turns around and you know, they're blessings to me. What uh, now? You know, last big question I have for you before I go to the speed round is, uh, what personal advice do you have for somebody that's looking to? Uh, you know, pursue an executive level position in construction. I mean, you know, there's a, the people, we don't just have construction executives listen to this, although there's a lot. Uh, we also have some aspiring young, young men and women that, that listen. If you had to give them advice, what would you say? What would, what would the advice be? Be patient and, um, you know, surround, try to surround yourself. You know, one thing we always do when we have someone coming in uh, to for a co-op is we let them work. We try to we let them work in in every nearly every position within our office and out in the field uh, because we want them number one to you know find your home. I mean, if 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 estimating isn't what you want, well, that's fine. We've got you know project managers, we've got um, safety coordinators. I mean, there's there's tons of jobs that you know within the construction industry and, and even here within the company where someone can find their home but i say that in that you know for someone coming into the industry man experience it all and, and try to try to learn as much as you can about project management being a superintendent an estimator um you know learn those things as much as you can and try to surround yourself with with um the people who are going to take the time to and, and spend the time with you to, to work with you and, and, and teach, teach you those things. Because even if that's something you decide you don't want to go into, if, if you decide I'm not going to be an estimator, I'd rather be a project manager. Well, you still know about estimating now, you know, because you've already, you've, you've learned about it. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, it's not like it was, it was time wasted. You, you've kept growing and you kept building and learning more skills. So, I would say that, you know, if for someone looking to come in and kind of work their way up to being an executive and and uh, uh, moving up, you know, moving up the chain, be patient, uh, learn all you can. You know, Dad always told me you got two eyes, two ears, and one mouth for a reason. You know, just listen and watch and and just learn and take it all in. And uh, like I said, it may not be something that you you end you end up going into that specific. Uh, part of the construction industry, but it's not time wasted. You know, you got to learn. And, and I think, uh, I think that's important. Wise advice for sure. So I want to run into the last, uh, you know, part of this and, you know, I have uh, the different, you know, uh, uh, items that we, you know, want to, that I would like you to rate from a one to 10 scale, 10 being the greatest one being the least. And these don't, these can all be 10. So don't, you know, don't think you got to rate them in okay. any kind of order. So uh, I just want to talk about specific concepts and uh, um, 
the first one I like to, to throw out is scheduling. From one to ten, what do you think it is? Nine. Importance. Okay. And yeah, you gotta you gotta hit schedule. I mean, if we if I've got twelve months of general conditions built into a job, I mean, every day past that twelve months, it's you know you're you're it's money coming out and um, you know just from client satisfaction and and just having the reputation of finishing things on time. I mean, I think it's a, it's definitely a nine for sure. Estimating. Nine. Yep. Got to have the numbers right. Contract administration. Mm-hmm. Say eight. Okay. Design. Probably a five. Um, we don't do we don't really do a lot of just because we don't do a lot of design uh in house uh all of our design build work we we subcontract out the uh the design portion of it um but i mean i could easily say it could be a 10 because if you don't have accurate drawings and good drawings and you know that's that's going to come back on you on you too so contracts nine Better know what's in your contract. Um, accounting. Uh, ten, especially in construction. Um, I think construction accounting has to be one of the toughest uh, accounting um, sectors to to perform, just because we're in multiple tax jurisdictions, and you know it's there's just so much uh, to keep up with. So definitely a ten. Um, I think I know the answer to this one, but selling work. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of, yeah, you knew you knew where I was going, going with that one. So, yeah, got to sell that work, man. You got to get out there. And the last. Yeah, yeah, I, know I, keep, I know I keep saying dad always told me, but he, there, you know, there, he would always say, he's like, there's not a person in this office that's going to sell you a building. <laughs> so, he's like, you got to you gotta get out there and, and see people. So. Uh, this is one of those things I always remember. Um, and the last but not least, leadership. Ten. Yeah, you gotta gotta have strong leaders in your company, and um, um, you know that doesn't mean you're not gonna make mistakes or make wrong decisions, but you know you gotta. I think leadership's linked to ten for sure. Well, I, hey, I want to thank you for meeting with me today and take some time, especially during these difficult times right now. Um, it, this may be a, a good, you know, I always find it good to sh- during these times to share information, talk to different people. And uh, so I really yeah. appreciate your time. And as I always do, I always give my guests the last word. So um, you have the last word. Well, first, I mean, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Like I said, this is this is the first podcast I've ever been on, so um, you know, I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to uh, talk a little, a little bit about our company and our history, and and um, you know, like I said, if there's, we're always looking for for good young talent and people who are who are wanting to come up in the industry. So anyone out there that's that's listening, and if they if they're interested in Brain School Construction. We'd love to love to talk to him. But Scott, I just appreciate you, man, and everything you you've done for uh, uh, you know EKU and, and and what you're continuing to do for the industry, and and uh, just appreciate it. 
Well, with that, we'll close out Connex today. Uh, I do want to point out that we earlier this week I did a uh, uh, a COVID nineteen uh, podcast where I kind of go through uh, you know some advice I've gotten from different leaders re- related to the current situation we're in. So, if you have a chance, listen to that brief podcast. And uh, once again, thank you, Josh. And we'll see you. We'll see you uh, the audience next week for another podcast.